Welcome in the closet, people. We're here. We're back. Barely. I'm barely here. Barely hanging on. Barely hanging on. It's been a it's been a week. I already said that. But I'm stressing out. Like stupid stuff has happened this week. Like with the kids and them faking sick and well, one of them faked sick. I don't know. It was a mess. Fakers. And I'm tired of it. And I know school already started, but I'm ready for it to be over. So, you know what? Tonight I helped Nate with his homework because where he missed school, he has extra homework. And we got his math page out, and I suddenly forgot how to do double-digit multiplication. I was like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like 52 times 47 or whatever. Right. I had to do it out on scratch paper to make sure I did it right and check it with the calculator because it's been that long since I actually had to figure out a multiplication problem like that. That's true. We don't we, have to really but, multiply big thing. numbers. That's the thing. Like, why, why, I mean... We use calculators. I guess they're teaching um, because, you know, not to rely on calculators, but whenever in your life are you going to be like, okay, uh, I need to do 47 times 52. Mm, let me figure that out in my head. We're going to go to our phones to get a calculator. Why are they not teaching them real-life skills? Well, I mean, I think it's a good exercise for the brain and... and but what about if you're dyslexic, like our son is, and struggles anyway, and when he knows he can just pick up his calculator and do it, and not have to stress about it, and focus on something else that he's going to use on a daily basis, like reading. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, anytime I have a multiplication problem, I'm going to my calculator because I'm terrible at math. Even for addition, if you say, what's 112 plus 216, I'm going to go to my calculator. I'm not going to sit there and try to figure out my head. Nobody is, unless well, you just like numbers. Some well, are. maybe maybe if you're an accountant or a mathematician, or you just have a lot of time on your hands, or you just like math or you figure stuff out. That's what quick. I just said. Yeah. But the average person is going to take one twelve plus two sixteen and do it on their calculator. Am I wrong? One twelve plus two sixteen. Don't try to do it right now. But when you're adding, it's it's a little easier to do in your head. Okay, Jeff, I'm trying you know to mean? make a point. Would you Multiplying. not just, but would you not, if you had your phone in your hand, would you not just go to your calculator? Okay, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I would with a difficult problem. I mean, if it's 100 plus 100, I'm not talking about that. I can't do 216 plus 112 right in my head. I mean, I could, but why not just pull out my calculator and do it? I can get it done a, a more, way more efficient and accurate. It's like 328, isn't it? Okay, but how long did it take you to sit there and do it? Well, when you, you just add just... 100 to it, and then you add 12 to that. Why are you... Be... Okay, never mind. I'm just crazy. <laughs> Nobody would want to use their calculator. No, no, no. Everybody would want to sit there and try to figure it out real quick. I agree with you. Nobody has time People will use their calculator. We all use our calculator. And who does long division anymore? We don't do... We're not going to do long division. We're going to get our calculator out and be like 216 people... divided you... by 7. Or whatever. I would like to know what it's used... Like what people on a regular... What job... Well, accountants. They need long division. Well, exactly. My point. So really, I feel like but we're wasting really, our time teaching them stuff they're going to use a calculator for. Teach them life skills. Teach them not to. Teach them how to fill out a check. Teach them how to go on a job interview. I'm not talking about Nate's age, but right, Nate's right. age. Prepare them for middle school as far as like life skills. I feel like they'd be better equipped with that. Help him read. Okay. He has a calculator. He can figure this stuff out. Teach him how to read better. Focus on what they struggle with. And I think that 
Well, I just think that they're stuck in the, the way they've done it forever, and nothing changes, yeah. just like the food pyramid that was completely wrong our entire lives. Right. It's completely wrong. Right, it is. Grains? It is. And I mean, it's crazy what they have on there. And, and then with the with the school systems, I'm not... I'm, I, I know they're doing what they have to do, but the curriculum should be, it should adapt because I think that the school system is doing our, our kids and did us a disservice in a few key areas for life, a requirement for students. Once they hit, I would say, 10th grade is there should be required classes for finance, for real life Agreed. finance. Agreed. So when they get out of high school and they have to deal with a credit card or a loan or how to manage their money or budgets mm-hmm. that they'll be they'll be better off and you know they won't just be better off because they can handle their money better one of the the main the biggest problems and then i think it's like the number one reason for divorce is finances oh uh, yeah everybody's a mess nobody gets trained unless unless you have a parent or somebody that's that's going to really help you learn how to handle your money you kind of learn by messing up, or you learn by just having good instincts. I, I agree. But I mean, there should be classes that that teach these kids before they even get to college. Hey, when you get out in the real world, you're going to have to deal with money every day. So you need to learn. Let's learn about budgeting. Let's right. learn about. And you know, it just help them empathize with their parents. They'd come home and they'd talk about real life stuff that they're going to actually have to do in real life. That's my not, point. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah. on your page. I'm not saying there's not things that they need to have built in their curriculum that are in it now. Like, like, like you said, for the kids, you got to learn to read. You got to learn grammar. You got to learn a certain level of math. Sure. Like with the math, I, I know you need to learn how to add, you know, subtract, multiply, divide. The basics, like single numbers, okay? He needs to brush up on his math or on his multiplication facts. Yes, I, I think you should know 7 times 7 is 49 just like that, okay? Yes, I believe that's important, but I don't believe that once you get past, well, I don't need, think you need to know or need to learn how to figure out the long way what 57, what 52 times 47 is. Like, nobody's going to put it on scratch paper and just do it. You're going to get a calculator. You're always, no. we live in a day and age where we have phones right beside us. Now, back in the back in the day, when you and I didn't have cell phones, I could kind of see that because we might not have a calculator right there. But there is not going to be a time from now till the end of time, we're not going to have a calculator right at our hand. It's either in our hand or it's on our wrist or, according to your theory, later in life, we're going to be able to just say out loud because we're going to have a chip in our head that says, hey, chip in my head, what's 47 times 52? And it's going to come right to our brain. You could ask Siri. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From now until the end of time, there's always going to be some sort of device that we can have for these hard multiplication or division problems. Okay? Yes, you want to be in the store and say, okay, these are $2 a piece and I need five of them, so that's going to be about 10 bucks. Yes, you should have that basic skill. Right. But when it gets so complicated, nobody nobody needs to... Th- That's just my opinion. I feel like we need to be focused on more of what you're saying. Like, financing. Like, budgeting. Like, what's the, what's the process of buying a car? Or what's the process of buying a house? I mean, maybe not in Nate's age, per se. But no, when you, working you know, like I said, up towards that. After ninth grade, 10th grade, getting to high school, you need some of those basic skills in... in what I mean? Who who needs calculus? What do you deal with? What what does every person on this planet, except for a handful maybe that don't doesn't have to worry about anything in their life? Money. But the yeah. majority of people, they're going to be thrust out into the world, right? With debt because we have to 
we have to pay for college. So they, they push, you go to college and you get loans and you don't know what you're going to do. You don't even know what a loan is. You don't know what a loan is and you don't know what you're going to do for right. a living. So, so you, you go to college, you get out, six months later, bills come, and you're at an entry-level job somewhere making what you probably would have made out of high school, maybe a little more. Because mm-hmm. even though you got a degree... You still have to go into competitive mar- competitive right. marketplace, and you have to get experience. Right. And so now, you're grinding, trying to, you know, trying to pay those bills. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about doctors. People think they get out and they make a ton of money. They get out and they owe hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans, in loans before they ever start their job. Yeah, but they don't understand because nobody teaches them that. We're too worried about can you do on a piece of paper. Forty-seven. Right, and nobody's 52. going. Like you were right. I mean, if if I, I deal with numbers every day, and and if somebody has two big numbers that they need to figure something out, I don't sit in the meeting and go, "You got a pencil? I a mean, piece right? Of paper? Everybody, you're going to have something to your. You know what I mean? Like the theory behind it. Like there was there was a word problem today that I like. I, I this is what I get. Okay, so it was like. Mr. and Mrs. Runyon want to buy a new car. The new car costs $12,000, okay? Mr. Runyon has saved $200 over eight months. Mrs. Runyon has saved $350 over five months. Do they have enough money to buy the car? That's a good That's a good problem for uh, him to do. That's a good problem, But yeah. you know what? Understand how to figure out the problem, but use a calculator to do it. You know you need to take 200 times whatever, however many months I said, to take by and then add it. And he knew how to do that. He knew how to figure that problem out. He was like, well, it's 200 times this, three whatever the numbers was, 300 times this, then add them together and see if that number equals this. He knew that concept, but he couldn't actually do the math problem without the calculator. So we did it. I tried, walked through it on my paper. We double-checked with the calculator. I was like, now do they have enough money? He's like, no, they don't have enough money. They need to keep saving. So he understands the concept. That should be enough, I feel like. Like, so what if he couldn't do 200 times 8? I mean, that's kind of a basic one, but, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm getting off on this tangent, but I just feel like schools are folk. And that's why I wish for our son specifically because he has dyslexia and dysgraphia, which if you don't know what dysgraphia is, it's a spatial thing. So he has he, he has no space in between what he reads. There's no punctuation. There's no space at all. Yeah, you can um, write your paragraphs, paragraphs, and you look at it, and it's all there's no punctuation. There's no jumbled. spaces. It just looks like letters in lines. But he can read it. He can read it, and, and he still and writes he knows where the spaces are. letters backwards and numbers backwards, but he, we're dealing with that. But for someone like him, yes, he has special help at school, but it's not enough. He learns in a different way, and I wish that, you know, unfortunately, these schools that teach in um, a manner, what is it called? Montessori. Like, like it's kind of like a Montessori, but like teaching, a, it's called something, I can't think of what it's talking about. It's a different type of education that teaches on each specific kid's learning style everybody learns different hippie school i mean maybe it is i don't know but it's it's different teaching like sitting down and and figuring out how you learn and teaching you in that style not by oh we have to go by this method and this theory because we have to take this bullshit school test standardized test at the end of the year the standardized testing in school is a bunch of crap i'm sorry if you're a teacher and you're listening maybe you agree with me maybe you don't i'm sorry if you're an administrator but it is what it is Standardized testing shows you nothing. Nothing. Well, that's what I was telling you about the the, the, the the guy in the military. Like, he said, I always did poorly in school, and I did poorly on my standardized test. And on his ACT and SAT, he did really poorly on them. But 
he said always had that test anxiety and it was never made sense and it wasn't logical stuff. You know what no. I mean? So he goes to the military and the kid was very articulate. He was smart. He talked well. He, he was just a smart kid, you could tell. Um, but he's like, I'm going to go in the military and they can pay for my college after I, you know, get out or whatever. So he goes in the military and he has to take the, they have to take a test to see where they place. And then if the, and, and he tested off the charts. He said, but it was all like logical stuff. It wasn't, right. it wasn't like you feel like you're guessing, even if you well, can figure they, it out. Well, because the questions are trying to trick you and like, it's, it's stupid. Right. So he takes that, it's off the charts. So he gets a great job in the military and he's going to, he's going to end up like going the military track and he'll come out of there and he'll get a great job. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but, and if he goes to college, they'll pay for it. Right. But my point is, is these standardized tests are supposed to measure the learning, right? But it doesn't. And it gets them money. That's what my point is. Like and it's the kids don't care. No. They don't care about the standardized. They don't care. They don't the, go in and try. Absolutely not. Because Some why of them might, would they, though? They're not on the... St- now, ACTs and SATs might be a little bit different because maybe you're trying to get a good score to get yeah, into a good to college. college right. But standardized testing in school, it was just filling the bubbles for me. I mean... I was like, oh, here we go. we got to fill in these super puzzles. I never probably read any of those questions. And let me tell you, on the AC, what did I take, the ACT or the SAT? ACT. Okay, well, I took the ACT, and I remember specifically struggling through the whole thing, first of all. By the time I got to the last um, section, it was science. And so by that point, I'm going on my guessing theory, like go with your first gut of letter, and if you don't notice, you see. Okay, so I went with that theory. Mm-hmm. And so then I get to college, and I got—I mean, I got a good enough score, I guess, to get into a decent, co- you know, college, pr- private school. And I go into my counselor. I'll never forget, and sat down with him, and he said, "What do you want to major in?" And I was like, "Well, at the time it was education, and then it, between education and communication." He was like, oh, I thought it was going to be something more in the sciences because you scored really high <laughs> on the science section of your ACT. Do you, you enjoy science? I was like, no, I was just tired of taking the freaking test, so I just started guessing. He was like, oh, so you're a good guesser. I was like, I'm a good guesser because that's what I did. So it appeared that Angie was really good at science and interested in science. I could care less. I'm not interested in science in one no, bit, you, and I don't know anything about you've it. You've got a good gut. But I must have a good you went gut. with your gut. Right. Well, and you do and, have and, a good and gut. the sections that I tried on. I didn't do as well on. So I'm just saying. That's our the psych the the psychology of all that stuff. I mean, that's that's what it gets us all. Any anxiety or pressure added to it, something you've got to do. Right. 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 It makes the it makes something harder. Right. It, it, if you have no matter what you do, if 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 it's your job, if you've got to be anxious about somebody seeing it or judging it or it, you know what I mean. Then yeah. all of a sudden, some people. There's, there's a, you know, some people can thrive on that pressure, but the majority of people right. go, because I mean, I remember in college, like, what were we talking about? I want to go back to what we were talking about, about studying. I learned how to study for me. Like, you, we were talking about people learn different ways. People learn different ways. I didn't know that. I went through high school. I didn't do that well. I did well enough to get through, but I always studied wrong, but I was studying how they told me to study, and I was doing what right. they told me to do. I get to college. And you start studying with own. groups. Yeah. You start learning. And by my probably sophomore year sometime, it clicked. And I learned how Jeff can learn and remember things and study. And I got on a hot streak. And I did great in college for the rest of my college career because I learned how to study. Right. But what I was getting at, too, is no matter how good I learned to study, 
and how much I knew that stuff, I still always had that test anxiety. Like, I'd oh, get in there, yeah, and I would sure. blank out sometimes. Like, for on sure. the test, I'd be like, reading a, reading a question, knowing the answer, and knowing I've studied this, and knowing I knew this answer word for word, why am I not being able to pull it up? And and the, and the thing is, too, yes, test, Maddie has test anxiety. I didn't really have test anxiety. I just, I was never really a good test taker, but, I, but anxious. But anyway... I feel like that it would be so nice. Now, I know this is not feasible, but it would be nice to be able to take a test like your professor or your teacher sit down with you and ask you the questions and you talk about it to see if you really know about it. Because I feel like I could articulate it better by telling about it. Like if you if you say... you're a verbal person. Because I'm a verbal person. Right. So like I like to talk. I don't like to take from my brain to... I was just telling you this the other day. Or I, Actually, I said it on the podcast. I can't... Maybe I did. I don't remember. But I can't take... I'm not a good writer. Yeah, you and me talking so about this. So I, you can put a video camera on me. You can put a microphone in front of my mouth, and I will. I I'm golden. I'm good. Which I can most sit here. The other way. I can sit here all day long and tell you and talk to you about things and articulate. Put a piece of paper in front of me and say you're not allowed to talk. Write down what you're trying to get across. Like if I'm doing my if I'm doing my IGTV videos or my my Snapchat videos or whatever, I can turn it on. Yeah, maybe I start over a couple of times, but I can get through it. If you said, now, you cannot have a microphone, you cannot have a video camera, you just have to write it. You have to blog it. I'm done for. No, you'd have to do voice to text. That's the only way voice you can Voice to text, do it. that's the only way I could do it because that's that's me. So it's too bad that these schools can't. And I know you can't. That's just not, there's no time. It's not feasible. But if you go to a special type of school that does that, that would be great. You know what I mean? Right, if you can pay for it. But but we can't, and that's so sad that we live in a time like that, that Nate has to struggle through school and feel a certain type of way about himself. That's where I was Because he feels like he's stupid. He feels like he's dumb. He feels like he can't do it. So then he has anxiety and doesn't want to go to school and fake sick and, you know, all this stuff because he doesn't want to get embarrassed. Right. But if he went to a school where they were like, okay, Nate has these two things, and he learns differently, we know we need to teach him in this manner. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's just unfortunate. That's what I needed, too, growing up. I mean, I always felt dumb. I felt like I didn't know anything because I'm like him. I didn't learn the same way other people did. No, you you, you shared with me. You I'm did better. more creative-wise. Well, and you said you studied better with others, talking oh, about it. Oh, within groups. If I can talk to you about what... If we sat, if we took... I remember in college when I got into it with people, because I was a business major, but I was a religion minor, so I took some very difficult religious courses like Greek, and I, and I did that. really well in them, but it's because I finally learned that me and two or three other guys and girls were, were going, and we were hanging out for two or three hours, and we were talking about it, and I'd right. go, oh, oh, right. now wait a minute. And then I'd repeat it back, and then I would teach somebody, right? If you, And that's a great way to, to learn is yes. to teach somebody else. I mean, if I know I've got to teach something or I've got, like, my job now, I'm basically a consultant. I've got to go out to these agencies, and I've got to go to these businesses, and I've got to help them generate revenue, and I've got to help them with their practices right. and, and the way they're running their business, and I've got to help them find ways to tweak and fix things. So I'm always studying after I, after I assess their their business and all of the things where we could help them, I have to go back and research it. Well, I mean, I know I'm going to be teaching that guy yeah. or that girl. I know I'm going to be going back and I'm going to be saying, here's what we have to do. Here's what right. it's going to take to get you on the right track in this area. And I remember it because I know that I'm going to have to teach it. And you know what I do? I talk to the people in my office about it. Right. It's like I'm almost, it's almost like you're rehearsing. And that's the way I remember things. Yeah. Like if I can rehearse something with you, if I yeah. can talk about it yeah. and I can teach you about 
anything. If I want if I want to memorize stats for a player, all I have to do is get those stats. But me looking at them, I won't remember them. But if I start telling you about them, yeah, and I start I think telling a lot friends of about them, like that. it's going to stick. Well, and don't you think too? Though, like I try to tell the girls right now because they're almost co- well, one is in college, but the other two are quickly approaching. That you know, not to get frustrated with high school because you won't use anything really that you learn in high school in life. I know that's horrible to say, but you really won't. I mean, I really, I really believe that when you get out into college and you start studying what you're interested ironing. in, you learned ironing in college. I mean, in oh, high school. let me tell that story in a minute. Um, when you're in college and you're studying something you want to do for a career, if you really decide you want to do that for a career, you're going to enjoy it. Now, is it going to be hard? Yes, it's going to be hard, but you're going to be wanting to study it more because you're interested in it. Absolutely. If you're not interested in history, which you have to take in school, if you're not interested in biology, which you have to take in school, if you're not interested in algebra, why you're not going to want to study it. Like when I finally figured out what I wanted to do with my life, well, I thought I figured it out. Well, I thought I wanted to be a teacher, and then when I couldn't teach that kid one plus one is two, he, he was probably four, but I couldn't make him understand that. I got real frustrated inside because I'm like, you've got one right here. And you got another one right here. Now, how many one, do I have? Just one kid. And he looked at me. I'm like, I am not cut out to be a teacher. So I changed my um, major to communications, decided I want to do broadcasting. Once I found broadcasting and communications, I made great grades because I was interested in it. But this is true because I remember it vividly because of how passionate you were about it. And it was like, that's the thing about doing something you, you're passionate about and you love, is I remember the stress that you had, but I also remember the the passion and excitement you had. And I think that's what happens when you're doing what you really love. There's a level of stress, and that's created because you want to do well and you right. get competitive. Right. And then the passion is exciting because you're 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 excited to go to those classes with those people. Right. And you're excited to go to the radio station and learn how right. to do things. And you get critiqued and you get beat up. Right. But you loved it. Like, I remember oh, I how much on you it. loved it. And well, you, I did. And yeah, it, and you were running a radio station. You had a, you mm-hmm. had a morning show. I mean, it wasn't as big as the, the, the In the Closet podcast. Well, no. Obviously, it was, but, not, it was not live on air ever. No, I'm just kidding. it was much yes. cleaner. Listen, it was much cleaner. But, yes, I did. I loved it so much, and that's my personality. I get into something that I love so much that I take it as far as I, I mean, as high as I can take it. So... I did do a morning show. I did. I was on the radio station there, and the the lady who ran it, she got pregnant, had to leave, and I was the first student ever to actually run the operations of that radio station. Like I had to go FCC regulations and everything, plus take my classes, plus kind main of a big deal. Yeah. Well, and the the create the, the the guy who founded the radio station would come in and check on me, and he would compliment me. So I'm saying all that to say. I found what I wanted to do and what I loved, and that's when I soared. Right. And I won I won those awards, and it was a broadcaster of the year for the school. It was a big deal for me. I loved it. I wonder if my pla- name's still on the plaque. It better be. Yeah, it is. But anyway, um, yes, when you find something you want to do and you're passionate about it, it makes learning easy. So high school is hard because unless you want to be a history buff, no one is going to – I mean, you're you, – you're not really like if you're not interested in history, you're taking it because the school says you have to. You don't well, yeah, care anything about the Civil War. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to learn about what happened in our world. But you know what? It, okay, I know. I, I some people that are in history well, are going to get really mad at me right now. No, but no, you're I never think, really going to use it. I think it's important. I'll Google if it. you need it. But if guess you what? Need it. If you need it and you need to know, 
and you're in a position or a job where you need to know for whether it be the mistakes that people in the same position in history have made or the successes or what you're going to the, the difference between now and 20 years ago, 30 years ago is we've got the Google. We don't have to go to an encyclopedia, encyclopedia we've or what got, are those other what were those other books called? Encyclopedias? No. That's funny that that's dead now. That's gone. That's Encyclopedias. Ended. People used to come to your door and sell them. Oh, they sold them. People ate them up. I remember having to do my research in an encyclopedia. You, 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 oh, I do too. You if you want to, if you want to write a paper man. on crocodiles, you got to go to the encyclopedia. We got to go to the library. You got to get the encyclopedia with that stuff, and you, you it's go crazy, nuts. isn't it? Yeah. Now you just copy and paste that ish. Oh, it's just so crazy how it's changed. But I had a. Uh, what was I thinking? Oh, I was going to tell you the ironing. You you said ironing. Now let me tell you. In high school. This is going to sound stupid, but probably... This is going to sound stupid, but I'm not even kidding when I tell you this. I think the most valuable class that I took in high school, no joke, was home ec. Home ec. Home ec. Now, I did not like the teacher at the time. Because, see, we had this teacher. I'm not going to say her name. She's probably not even... I don't even know if she's... I don't know where she is in life. But... um for some reason, she heckled us. She heckled she Jeff and I. Because us. if you don't know, I'm sure everybody she knows by now. Jeff and I, people, I Jeff and I have been together since ninth grade. So we went to ninth grade. I mean, all through high school, we were together. We never broke up. We were a strong couple. Everybody knew us as a strong couple. We weren't a dramatic couple who were fighting every day and breaking up every other day. We were. We never did that. Yes, we fought, but we didn't like make it drama. No, you know, we, everybody we, knew. We, we wanted to fix it. Okay. We wanted to fix so, it. We got in a fight. We loved each other. We had a home ec teacher. Now, I don't think... Did we have that class together? Um, I can't remember. I feel like at a point we did. I think we did. And, and I, then I went on me to, to, to a higher level of home ec than you did. Ooh, home ec 2.0. Yeah, I went on to a higher level. We learned bigger things. But she did. She heckled she wanted us. me to herself, so she moved She's you like, out. She me, thought I was going to... Like, you know you all won't be together. I mean, just like basically saying we wouldn't be together forever, that, that we were just a high school fling, and guys never stay with women. Like, I don't know if she was... She just hated men, and I was hitting it, and she thought Oh, that my gosh. Really, I was hitting... Jeff. I was... I was the, all these school... these. See, that's the, th- the thing that's wrong with today and technology. These kids either get caught or they go whining to their mommy that, oh, it's so much pressure, I'm having to bang my hot... Home ec teacher. Oh, my and, gosh. You know, all oh, these so you're thinking she was hot? I don't even remember. I did. These horny teachers that are getting, that are, oh that my are, gosh. that this are, is not where I was some of them are this. hot too, that are banging these okay. kids in high school. Okay. Back in my day, we were like, this is awesome. Okay. That's not where I was going with it. Anyway, she and we was. We never sell them out. Okay. She heckled us and said we would never last. Blah, blah, blah. So I'll tell the rest of that story later. Well, anyway, so I'm in home ec. I'm doing big things. I. You were doing me. I was sewing. I was making clothes. I was making all this stuff. And I was ironing like a... I mean, people were like... Because we would have to iron shirts for grades. And people were coming up to me and be like, iron this shirt for me. That's how good I was at ironing. You're an ironing queen. So anyway, fast forward. Senior year. Awards ceremony. Angie gets an invitation to an award ceremony. And I'm like, this has to be a mistake. Because, I mean, I didn't make horrible grades, but I definitely didn't make award-winning grades. This is amazing. Ned did not make award-winning grades. By the way, I did not get invited to the award Jeff ceremony. Jeff did not get invited. I, so I go to this award ceremony, and I go, and all the all the nerds are there. Right? All the nerds, the geeks, the smarty pantses. 
like all these smarty pants. And they're Were looking the at me. Were athletes there too for athletic awards? Uh, yeah, athletes were there, and I was not an athlete. I so, was, but I didn't get an award. So, all these people were well, how I knew they were going to get awards was there, and they were looking at me equally as as. They're like, "What the heck are you doing here?" Angie, what are you like? You do know this. You're is too the, pretty to be here. You do know this is the awards ceremony, right? And I'm like, and I, like know, uh-huh, I know. Are we graduating tonight? I didn't even bring my cap and gown. <laughs> no. So I'm sitting there, and and everybody's getting these scholarly awards, plaques. Trophies right. for the right. sports people. Yeah. So they call Angie Wynn, come up to the stage, and I'm like, what the heck am I getting an award for? <laughs> <laughs> and I got it. I got the Home Ec Award. I got the Home Ec Award. You got the Home Ec. And what was the award? The award was not a plaque, it was not a trophy. It was a brand new shiny iron. <laughs> <laughs> I got an iron. Hey. It's practical. All these people have plaques. I was so they're embarrassed. They're freaking. They got they got robes and 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 beautiful medallion necklaces for the awards. And Ange walks up there and is getting in with her iron. I got an iron. Hey, I got invited. I won an award, and I'm proud of my award. You know, I felt like I didn't know at the time. I felt like this because I'm not sure if I watched that movie all that much, but I felt like. The guy on A Christmas Story, when he wins the major award, it's just a leg lamp. Yeah. But I, but he was proud of that leg lamp. I was proud of that iron. I went home, and I was like, Mom, let me iron all your clothes. Look, I got this iron for an award. You know what, though? You won the most practical award I did. that you use in life. Yes. All the other ones... They're probably doctors making a bunch of money, not living with the stress we live with, because they won real awards. But... You can iron. But I can iron. And I used to be able to sew. I can't sew now because it's like one of those things. If you don't use Gotta it, use you it. lose it. I had a, I had a sewing machine. It's like sucking the iron. Oh, my gosh. I had a sewing machine. I was sewing things. I was making things. I was making shorts. I made myself shorts and everything. It was great. But now I couldn't do that. I probably could if I started picking it back up Man, again. Man, if you got you one of those, what are they called? What are they? The, the swingers? The, what are they called? Like Swingers? Like swinger uh, stations with the the spinning. I don't the... think they're swingers. I think it's singers. That's it. Anyway, my point of saying this is that schools need to teach more practical subjects like home ec. Okay, teach these kids practical life lessons that they're going to use. They don't care about molecules. They don't well, care some about do. atoms. And some, some do. need it because they're going to go to medical school. Okay, but or they that's what chemists. you do in college. They might be chemists. That's what you do in college. Or maybe your senior year, you start gearing up. Well, like, like Maddie said so eloquently. <laughs> Does she say anything eloquently? She just is pretty blunt to the point. I think she said, oh my gosh, Dad. High school didn't prepare me for any of this. Right? College. That's what I'm saying. My point I think that's a great place to end it on. And that's frustrating that because she took, my it, point. she took it seriously. She took it seriously. She and made it didn't great help grades. Her at all. Not at all. So, I don't know. Maybe I taught her how to study. But, I mean, that's my point exactly is I don't think we're preparing kids and for I'm college or real life. Teachers. I'm not either. The they're teaching doing, the curriculum they're, they're that they're told they by the to board, of, I guess, the Board of Education. And I think they do do a great job for kids. I think they're. Most of them. You know what I mean? I think that what they do is amazing. I think they're underpaid. I think they're I underpaid too, but I think they're. Get, 
I know, but I've met with a lot of teachers, and I think there's a lot of teachers that really are doing it because they want to be on the school schedule and they want summers off, and they really don't care. Some of them. Well, yes. A fraction some, of them. A fraction. I know a lot yes. of. Okay, don't talk down to me right now. I know a lot of great teachers. I'm not saying that. I'm not but talking down. You to don't anybody. go to the parent teacher conferences. That's right. I don't. You don't go to them. I do. I, do. And I, I, I just went to a meeting not long ago where I wanted to walk out pulling my hair. She doesn't. Nobody real. You don't get it until until no, you no. have until you go to meetings when you have a child with learning disabilities and you feel like that they don't actually care that your child is a nuisance more than anything, and that you need to fix them. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't like it. It's because all I negative. Went, I went to that meeting with that woman last year, and I came out feeling the same way. I was like, I feel you don't that care way. about my kids. I feel that way, and I do feel that way about some teachers, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat I'm it. not saying that about all teachers. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying it about a handful of teachers that I've had to deal with in my four, my, with my four kids, collectively, probably five really crappy teachers that really doesn't care, and they really shouldn't be teaching. Hey, I love you. Versus... The email that I got the other day from somebody, from somebody, not Brooke's teacher, but I think it's like oh, a graduation great. coach. Yeah, she that was, was great. She gave me the best email about Brooke, and she's really trying, and she's really encouraging her peers and all this good stuff. You very rarely get anything like that. It's always the negative, like your kid is doing this, People thrive on positive. You'll get more out of people with positive rein- reinforcement, Amen. positive encouragement, Yes, you have to approach the bad and the negative. But I would have liked to have gone into that meeting with Nate's teacher when I knew a lot of bad stuff was going to happen with at least say, we enjoy Nate. We know he's, we, we know that he struggles and we know that, da, 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 you know, and then tell me the bad stuff instead of just coming right in. I can't get him to do anything. He won't even pick up his pencil. Well, you know what? I don't blame him because you really are not motivating right now. Well, they know his issues, and that's the frustrating thing. It's not like they don't know his issues. Well, and he shouldn't be babied, but... Well, no, he's not babied, but I mean... And and he's got to do what he's supposed to do. Yes. And we've we've addressed that. But teachers and people, leaders... If you're a teacher, you're, you're supposed to be a leader. And if you're not a leader... You shouldn't be teaching. I know a lot of teachers who are not so, leaders. So, and I agree one thousand. I, I, I agree one million percent with that. If you can do that, but just like in your job, in my job, you cannot motivate anyone with just negative. Not you have you to have address to, the you, negative. You have to address it, but you there's do. got to be okay. You can't ever come to a situation where you're have a responsibility to another human being, whether it be you're their supervisor, their teacher, their mentor, their leader, you can't come you can't come to them or to a parent and say negative, 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 and then sit back. You better come prepared yeah. with a solution and a positive solution. I agree. That's a good way to put it. Yes, you're telling me all this negative things about my kids. What's you're your pro- solution? You're the professional. What's your What's your positive solution? I'm just the parent. Is it just for me to whip my kid into shape? Exactly. That's because a good point. We can we can try on our end, but we need to hear from you. I didn't. Yeah. The person that is just now letting us know about this because you didn't let us know about it the whole up until this point. We have not got any notification there's an issue. So when you come to us with this shit, you need to make sure that you say, we're having this type of problem with him 
but here's what we've yes. here's what we've thought about to help him. Yes. Yes. Corrected and we need your help. And parent. I wish you would have been there because I I I totally agree with you because they 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 told me all this negative stuff about my child. And then they looked at me like what are you going to do? I was like a deer in the headlights. They were like, "Do you have any ideas of how we can fix it?" And I'm like, "Do I like I wanted to say, do I have any ideas? You guys do with this you stuff went to school. every like, day. Did you not get degrees in education and special education? Because I did not. I'm a, I'm a personal trainer with a degree in broadcasting, okay? I don't know what to do. You, Like you said, you tell me how to fix it or you give me ideas how to fix it. I'll implement it at home. Let's it's work just together. Like, it's just like yeah. if somebody comes to me and sits down across from me and is out of shape, is obese, doesn't know what to do and says, I know that I'm this and I know that I'm going to say that, yes, you are overweight. Yes, you are out of shape. What are you going to do about it? They're looking They'll at me. They'll never call you or come to you They're again. looking at me because I'm Ever a professional. Again. I could say, yes, you're overweight. Yes, you're out of shape. I understand that. And it's not okay. And it's not healthy. And it's not the way you should be. Here's what we need to do. Right. But you wouldn't even say the negative to him. You would say, no, you know what? That's obvious. I'm here to help you. That's obvious. Right? You wouldn't even have to say... They yeah. can say that all the negative stuff. They can say, like the guy did to me today, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get my staff motivated. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm doing something wrong. I didn't say, yeah, yeah you're, you're, do- doing- you're doing, you're doing right. something wrong. I right. said, whoa, let's talk, man. Like you to the person that thinks they're overweight, and they might, it might be. You don't have to reinforce the negative. No, you don't have to reinforce all it. All you have to do is say... What is our goal? Our goal right. is to correct it, right? Let's right. do this together. Yeah. I'm going to do the research, or here's here's a couple of things I know you can do right away. What do you think about this? Or even, or even if you've been a client for a while with me, okay, and you maybe you've been working out with me for three months, and we sit down for another meeting, and they say, okay, I've been working with you for three three months, and I don't have any results, and I and I look at them, and I know what they've been doing wrong because they, they've been canceling. They've been telling me they haven't been eating right and this and that. I would have to say to them, okay, here's the problem. You haven't been consistent with your workouts. So I have to tell them the negative. You haven't been consistent with your workouts. You haven't been eating right. And, you, and you've not been doing what I told you to do on your off time when you're not with me. Well, that's accountability. Okay, that's negative, right? Yeah, you're doing it. Like Nate's not doing the work. Okay, you're not doing the workouts. Yes, all that's true. Now, we need to talk about how we're going to fix that. And here's some ideas that I thought about. And then tell them what they think. What you, give them some ideas of how to fix it. Give them some ideas of how to be consistent. by not Just like I said today, by not relying on motivation. Be consistent. Don't rely on motivation. Rely on habit. Get in a good habit of coming to your workouts. When you get in a good habit of coming to your workouts, you're not going to need motivation to get yourself out of it. You're not going to need to scroll through Instagram and find, oh, who's going to motivate me today? You know what I'm saying? You're getting up because your alarm clock went off and you know it's gym time. So you're going to get up and you're going to get to the damn gym. You're not going to wait for somebody to motivate you on Instagram, right? Right. And and, and you're going to, and you you're going to eat right because you're going to start meal prepping like I told you to a long time ago. So it's that kind of thing. Like, but you know what the, is a huge part of that and a huge part of being a leader? is for you to make sure that person and that student knows that you're in their corner. you got to make sure they know. You can't yes. just assume that's a good that they know too. because you're a teacher that right. you're in their corner because that's not true. And I think that Nate feels that way about his teacher this year. He doesn't care for her. If he told me that at the beginning. He said that she's mean. He said that this, and I was like, oh, okay, all kids say their teacher's mean. And then I went and met her. I can see what he's talking about. If there's an attitude towards you and, and you feel that energy, yeah, you're, it's not gonna. I know. It's not gonna help you be motivated. No, especially it's not. at eleven when you when you have 
reading disabilities and you already feel bad about yourself right. and you don't feel like you're that smart. I think that he needs... Because you're not a normal and it's not easy to you like the other kids. Right. He needs to... Now that he's getting older, he needs to... We need to find... We need to research and find some people maybe that he's into that might have learning disabilities like he does to see that, like, I mean, we know Walt Disney. We know Fonzie. A lot of people But he doesn't know those people. He doesn't know those people. (laughs) If we can find people on his level that had these that are successful, maybe it will encourage him. I don't know. I don't know where this rant came from. I just kind of, we kind of like, whew. But. um, It's like, it like picked up there like 25 minutes in. I'm sorry. But anyway, it was good. It was good. It was great. And I'm glad I got all that off my chest. Thank you, podcast listeners, for being our um, if you're still here psychiatrists. Because <laughs> we just gotta vent sometimes. Sometimes we just gotta let it and go. And don't get this wrong, we love teachers, but you just you know we just don't like bad ones. There are a handful of them that are not that great to have teachers. Well, there's bad every industry. There's, there's good and there's bad. There's, there's bad insurance agents. There's bad realtors. Well, there's sure, there's bad, bad trainers. There's people yeah. that just don't like what they do, no matter what they do. Right. I mean, you, 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 there's teachers that 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 got into it and they thought they wanted to do it and they're stuck. And they just like the and school they schedule. And they just, that <laughs> definitely, I like it. Um, but anyway, I don't know. All right, we're done. Let's close this, this mother down. Ne- next, next podcast. That was a little too serious and a little too, a little too serious. We just need to get, next podcast we'll get down and dirty. Okay. All right. All right. Good Bye. night, everyone. <laughs>